The material provided today is for informational purposes only. It should not be considered legal or financial advice. Consult with a financial professional for your own needs. Dixon & Company disclaims any and all liability for the interpretation and use of the content provided today. As the days get shorter and temperatures colder, we here at the Financial Edge Podcast would like to wish everybody a very happy holiday season. On today's episode, Ben and I get to tell you about something that we are both incredibly thankful for, the Roth IRA. Welcome back to the Financial Edge Podcast. Welcome back to the Financial Edge Podcast. My name is Tyler Schweiger. Joining me once again, Ben Schamberger, Certified Financial Planner. Hello. And it has been a minute since oh we have gosh. been back in the recording studio. That's right. It's good to be back. It is really good to be back. We we took a brief hiatus, didn't we, Ben? We did because you just passed the Certified Financial Planner exam. Oh, man. I, I see what everybody talks about on that one now. <laughs> that was the most grueling six-hour exam. It's over and done now. Congratulations, but my friend. But it's done. So waiting for the marks to be officially finalized. Yeah, so so talk about that for a second. So you've got a, is there apparently some due diligence that's kind of done on the back end? Yeah, so after after you take the exam, man, it was, it was a funny story. So I think I probably, I, I think I told you maybe, but when when I finished the exam, you know, you're, you're six hours deep into this thing and, you know, you're, you're running on, the clock's, you know, ticking out. You're on your last your questions, your mind is fried. And I mean, I know you remember what that felt like. And then uh, I was at the Prometric, you know, testing center doing this. And so, you know, my hand's shaking, you know, as I'm going in to (laughs) submit the, you know, all the questions for this final, final batch. And I just remember I hit submit and I'm like, because I know they're going to show me the preliminary results. Yeah. And so I'm just like, I'm shaking. My stomach's in a little bit of knots and I hit submit and they're like, (gasps) Please take the short Please survey. Please take the short <laughs> I <was> survey. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you just want to throw the computer across the room at that point. I just, I was like, I'll take the survey if I can know my results. Right. But so, I'll like, you know, I take the survey and then I get get done with it. And I hit submit on that, and then it's just it, there's like there's nothing except for this like brief like two second or, or two two word line that says results, you know, colon and then pass. Pass. And I clicked out of it too fast, and I didn't know if I'd actually passed or not. <laughs> you were like, no, I just thought that. It was just an internal thought. Yeah. So I go downstairs, and I see my wife, and she was there waiting for me. And I I went up to her, and I, like, I was all like, uh, like, I didn't know how to respond. because so I'm like, I'm pretty sure I passed. I think that's what I read. <laughs> but I'm not sure yet. I need to wait for the email to come through. And then, yeah, the long story short, man, the Lord was so gracious. Yeah. We passed. And so... Now I can finally join the ranks of the CFPs in this office and and the AWMA. I mean, goodness, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I can finally have some marks by my name. So. Well, that's awesome, man. We can't wait for the uh, official marks to come in. But uh, super exciting stuff. So tons of uh, transition for you this year. Tons of good things happening. Oof. So, um, yeah. Mm. Speaking yeah. of good things happening, power of the Roth IRA, man. Let's talk about the power of the Roth IRA. I've been excited to record this episode with you ever since we brought it up. And unfortunately, I think it was right around the time that I decided I'm hunkering down to get through the CFP. <laughs> That's all right. Because it gave me, what, at least three months to, uh, yep. to research? Yep. <laughs> yep. And we got, I mean, we got a great episode. So for all of our listeners, this is one of the most powerful tools that you can use for wealth creation long term. And why is that, Ben? There's several tax benefits there's several strategies that you can use to to fund the Roth IRA, and so uh, at least currently the way tax law stands, 
there's there's just so many benefits. And so what we're going to do today in the episode is actually walk you through that. This is going to be, uh, you know, if you're familiar with a Roth IRA for somebody who is thinking about a Roth, maybe is thinking that this would be a good idea, but really hasn't started, doesn't really know where to start, has heard maybe conflicting ideas or thoughts, or is like, you know, there's so much information out there. Um, yep. Somebody just break it down on a very simple level. That's what we're going to do today. So we're going to start with talking about what it is, how it works, and then from there get into some of the different complexities of the Roth IRA. Yeah, this was, the, I actually remember when studying for the CFP exam, this was probably one of the more complicated topics, and, I, and I've worked with them a lot. Right. But I remember some of the, the nitty-gritty details of how Roths, you know, whether you're putting money in, pulling money out, like what's taxable, what's penalized, what's not, it gets a little complicated. But can, yeah. the good news is, is that now we're going to be able to break it down for you. You'll be able to know some of the ins and the outs. And if you have any other questions, Ben, where can they reach us? They're going to reach us at www.dixonwm.com on the website, or they can uh, reach out to us via email. Our emails are on the website. They can also call the office locally here, 336-245-8626. All right, so I guess let's start with the the basic question of Perfect. what what is a Roth IRA? Great question. So the Roth IRA is basically a way for uh, the Americans to to save money for retirement. The government came up with this was back in 1997, uh, the Taxpayer Relief Act, I believe it was. Um, and so pretty neat strategy. Basically, everything um, that goes into a Roth IRA as a contribution. Uh, goes in as after-tax money, and if it comes out the right way, it'll come out uh, tax-free. So, and mm-hmm. we're gonna break all that down here as we go through through the uh, episode. Yeah, man, that's that's the truth. I mean, I remember when I first started working and got my first full-time job. It was recommended to me right away. Hey, you should look at opening a Roth IRA and be contributing to that thing early, young, and as as much as you can. If you can max it out if possible, great thing. So let's talk a little bit about like the eligibility for even being able to contribute to a Roth IRA. What determines that? Is it income? Is it age? What What are we working with here? Yeah, so uh, eligibility is determined by income level. Uh, so there's kind of two basic uh, components. One is uh, is the eligibility by income level, and the second one is the different tax components or the tax buckets, as I like to refer to yep. them. I like visuals. So. Uh, so I'm going to talk about the tax buckets, and then we'll go back and actually talk about the different uh, income ranges. So one tax bucket, the first one is contributions. So when you make a contribution to an IRA, to a Roth IRA, excuse me, it goes in after tax, grows tax deferred, then comes out tax free um, for qualified withdrawals. The second tax bucket is conversions. Conversions mm. is where you take money that's pre-tax and then convert it into an after-tax Roth strategy. Taxes are paid at the point of conversion, and then they grow tax-deferred, and then also comes out tax-free. The third tax bucket is the actual earnings. So that's the money that's made from the money within the Roth IRA. So this is subject to a five-year rule, which we're going to talk about in a couple minutes, and age 59 and a half age limit in order to receive favorable tax treatment. So, And like I said, we'll talk about the five-year rule in just a moment. We would mentioned you know, the income limits. Mm-hmm. Let's say you know single individual wanted to make a contribution to a Roth, what type of income phase-outs, like where would he no longer be able to make a contribution to a Roth? Yeah, so the income phase-outs, there are going to be different levels for singles and for married, but uh, for singles for 2021, that starts at $125,000 and then goes up to one hundred and forty. the full phase-out. So Mm -hmm. there's kind of the bottom range and top range. That's for 2021. For 2022, the limit's actually been increased or the range has been increased from 129000 to 144000 Man, and that's then, huge. 
And then again, with married filing jointly, uh, the phase out for this year currently is 198,000 up to 208,000 for mm-hmm. the full phase out. Yep. And then going forward into 2022, it jumps to 204,000 for the bottom of the phase out yep. and then 214 for the high end. Yep. All right. So now here's a trick question. Let's say that, you know, I'm, I'm married and, you know, I, I, I'm earning, I'm the only income earner in my family. But, you know, my wife wants to open up a Roth and contribute to it. Is that yeah. something that she can do? She can. And that's one of the special considerations that we're going to talk about here in just a couple All moments. All right. Perfect. I like it. Yeah. Perfect. So going forward, Ben, what's the next topic? We should also talk about who is it actually good for. So oftentimes, I think the question comes up in a variety of different ways. People phrase it differently. But typically, people want to know, hey, is this a good strategy for me? Right. And so typically, this is going to be a good strategy. If you're finding yourself in a lower tax bracket right now today than you would be in the future, particularly when we talk about retirement. And the reason being is because we're really looking at this from a tax standpoint saying, all right, if we pay taxes now, are we going to be more likely to pay a higher amount of taxes now or more likely to pay a lower amount of taxes? And if it's lower taxes now, well, then that's where the power of the Roth is to go ahead and pay taxes on that money now, let it grow tax deferred, and then come out tax-free in the future if you feel like you're going to be in a higher tax bracket in the future. Yeah. And that's definitely something, it's a, it's a conversation worth having with whoever it is you're working with as a financial advisor. Right. Obviously, if you guys aren't working with anybody, feel free to give us a call at the office. These are conversations that we love having with our clients. Right. And we would love to help you out with that decision. Um, so now we kind of figured out, you know, how it works and who it might be good for. How much can somebody actually contribute to this Roth IRA, you know, in, in a year? Great question. So that the limits for uh, contributions are six thousand, mm-hmm. and then for people age fifty and older, they actually get a thousand dollar catch up contribution in twenty twenty one, and then again in twenty twenty two, the um, the contribution limits are staying the same. And then I've heard you know people talking about this um, you know within their four hundred one ks. A lot of four hundred one k plans are now offering uh, both a traditional means of saving where money goes in pre tax, but mm-hmm. now they're starting to offer the Roth four hundred one k. Yeah. So what's different between a Roth four hundred one k and a Roth IRA? Again, very much like the traditional IRA conversation versus Roth IRA conversation. Money goes into your traditional four hundred one k. It's going to go in pre tax, grow tax deferred, and then you'll pay taxes on the distributions of the money you distribute uh, in retirement. And then for the Roth, the money is actually going to go in after tax. So that money is actually not tax deductible in this year, the money that goes into the Roth. It will grow uh, tax deferred and then come out tax-free you know, when used as a qualified withdrawal in retirement. So, uh, But yeah. you do have to be careful. There's one of those special exceptions. And again, for the Roth 401k, we'll, we'll get into that special exception here in a couple of minutes regarding that once you get into retirement. So, Yeah, I feel like that's... That's the the fun part about any type of rule or limitation within the financial world is that there's there's one primary rule and then you have a bunch of exceptions. <laughs> right. Always exceptions to the rule. So be sure to stick around for the end of the episode because we're going to cover some of those. So, so within uh, the 2021 plan year, so mm-hmm. if you have a Roth 401k, the limits you can you can actually contribute to that plan is nineteen thousand five hundred. Yep. Next year, that's getting bumped up a thousand bucks, so now you're up to twenty thousand five hundred. Um, now, Ben, if if I'm in a you know four hundred one k and that has a the Roth option or retirement plan that has a Roth option, yeah, am I required to do like only the traditional route 
or the Roth route, or can I defer into both buckets? Yeah, so you can actually defer into both buckets. And again, a lot of people will do that, um, especially when they're working with a planner, a tax advisor, uh, and they want to plan out future tax diversification strategies. So they'll manage their tax bracket for this year. They want to set uh, you know, a, an objective for staying within inside of a certain range for, for expected taxes this year. And then they'll kind of balance out the difference between you know, Roth versus, versus pre-tax. And that can be a really, really good strategy for allowing you flexibility for retirement, planning out your withdrawal. So yep. a lot of young people, you know, for older people listening to this conversation right now, it's going to be harder to kind of set something new in motion and then create the same level of flexibility. But if you're a young person in your 20s and 30s right now, you know, even in your 40s, you've still got maybe 15, 20 years left. Yep. You can begin really planning out um, a layer of flexibility for how and when and, and where you take income from in retirement that will be a, just a fantastic tool for you down the road. And not even for that, but even from a standpoint of, of um, you know, wealth creation and wealth distribution strategies. Yeah, I, I think the reason why that's so crucial, too, is because especially in the financial planning process, you know, you hear people talk all the time about diversifying your investments, but very limited to, you know, or, or very seldom do I ever hear somebody mention, you know, diversify your income. Exactly. And especially like the taxability of that income. Correct. Because right? you can have a bunch of different sources of revenue. Right. But, you know, now we can start getting into the fun part of we can diversify how that money is going to be taxed. Right. And that's where planning comes in. So, again, Roth is a very powerful tool because it gives you the extra layer of diversification for income and taxability. So let's put this into perspective now. So when, when we're talking about this, I want to give a quick illustration. This is just one illustration that we could, we could use a whole bunch of different ones. We could really do three or four different podcast episodes on this. Maybe we will over time. But one example would be this. I remember having a conversation with somebody a long time ago. And uh, I'm going to call him Joe Smith just for the purpose of, of uh, you know, the recording. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm talking to Mr. Joe Smith, and we're talking about, you know, taking distributions in retirement. And prior to that conversation, the goal had always been to make as much money as we can inside of the inside of the uh, the retirement account. And so as we're having this new conversation, and he's looking at the potential taxes on income from that, he begins, he begins to understand that... Well, every dollar I've ever put in is now going to come back out um, as taxable money, and I'm having to take out more money and pay more taxes than I ever imagined on this money because yeah. you know he's got a pension at this point in time. Now yeah. he's thinking about Social Security, and he's having to take withdrawals from a 401k. But every single dollar is taxed. Yep. And if he had had a conversation with advisors, you know, beforehand about building in tax diversification, you know, of income, um, you know, through using, you know, like a Roth tool and different things like that. Now, all of a sudden, we're not having the same conversation for people who want to retire early. Even having Roth money is going to even help them because now we're not having to be worried about, you know, um, the the same level of of worry about, you know, uh, 59 and a half withdrawals, um, particularly when we're talking about, you know, the contributions that have gone in. So uh, it just provides an extra layer of flexibility when we're planning for retirement income. Yep, exactly. So I know we've been talking a lot about, you know, these special considerations. Yeah. So what what are one of the biggest considerations for the Roth? 
Great question. So the first one I want to mention is actually going back to the Roth 401k, which we just left off of. But to keep in mind, or and actually this is for the 401k and the IRA, but um, sometimes people ask the question, hey, can I put money into both the Roth and the pre-tax, whether they're talking about the 401k or whether they're talking about two IRAs? And the answer to that is yes. But what you want to be careful for is that you don't exceed the contribution limits on the IRA or and that you don't exceed the deferral limits on the 401k side yeah. of that when you're doing blended strategies. The limit is still going to be on on 401k deferrals. The limit is still going to be the 19.5 for this year, 20,500 for next year. Yep. If you go above that, now you've got a what they call an excess contribution. Mm-hmm. And so then you get a tax penalty of 6% tax on that money for every year that the money is inside that account that it should not have been. Yep. So you just want to be careful when you're doing those strategies that you're accounting for how much is going in pre-tax and uh and roth and that again that six percent penalty applies for both the iras and for the 401k so you can't do six thousand to uh, a traditional ira and do six thousand to a roth what right. you can do is four thousand to one two thousand to the other or right. 50 50 and once you hit age 50 you are now privy to the catch-up contributions the catch-up, correct which is an additional thousand dollars yep. that you can contribute to those accounts one of the other things that I know that we've talked about in the past that probably is, is one of the more complicating factors with the Roth is something called the five-year rule. Right. What is the five-year rule? So the five-year rule basically says, and again, this goes back to the conversation we were having around the three different tax buckets within inside of the Roth IRA. That third tax bucket, which is the earnings bucket, that has a five-year clock on it. Now, that five-year clock um, actually will go back to January 1st of the tax year that you're referring to. So if you started a Roth IRA right now today, then it would actually go back to January 1st of 2021, that five-year clock, and then going forward. So that five-year clock says uh, the money has to have at least been in the account for five years. Uh, and then when we're talking about distributions, also age 59 and a half on that. So it's not one or the other. Make sure that you understand it is both the five-year and age 59 and a half. Yep. And then when we're talking about required minimum distributions, there's no required minimum distribution for the original account owner. But for the beneficiary, there are required minimum distributions. Those are not taxable distributions under most scenarios. They're most not taxable. But you still are required to take those distributions out. And we're going to go through each one of those little exceptions here. Now, with regards to like the Roth 401k, I believe that those are required to take RMDs. That's correct. So if you're you know, potentially considering retiring from a company or you're, or you're leaving a company, that could potentially play into the decision as to should I take my money with me right. and move it to you know, my Roth IRA or should I leave it at the company? Exactly. It's just one of those planning considerations. So, yeah. All right. So the deadline, like, let's say we want to make these contributions to the Roth. What's my deadline? When when do I have to do it for, like, say, twenty twenty one, and then going forward? Yeah. Easy way to remember is just tax filing deadline day because again, we're talking about taxable events that could happen inside of an account. It's just deadline day. So for twenty twenty two, I think it's still April fifteenth. Yep. What about the tax deduction that I might get for making a contribution to? An IRA. I know with a traditional IRA, mm-hmm. I'll get a tax deduction for any contribution I make as long as I'm underneath those phase out limits. Yeah. So with the phase out limits for a Roth, does that mean I still get a contribution deduction? Or am I like what happens? It's a great there? question. So no tax deduction for the Roth because again, you're gonna get it for the traditional IRA, but what you're doing is you're trading off that deduction for getting 
income tax free in retirement. That's really what you're what you're doing. So just as long as you know and understand that, um, then then yeah, you, you're in for uh, you've made a good plan. Yeah. And I know, you know, when it comes to like special beneficiary rules that there's a variety of special circumstances, you, you know, people just need to be aware of when it comes to that, uh, especially, you know, with IRAs. However, there's there's so much content on that that it really should be its own episode. Uh, so I'd say they just need to stay tuned for the next time we come out with that. Yeah, that there's there's literally we've talked about a number of exceptions just in terms of the Roth in and of itself without even getting into the beneficiary rules. Uh, I think, yeah, that makes sense for us to do a, a beneficiary IRA uh, conversation all by itself because uh, that's oh, where man. you really get into it. Be sure to have a pen and pad ready when you listen for that episode. Yes. <laughs> All right, so I, I think after going through all this information, it might be wise. Let's cover a couple of FAQs. For example, Perfect. if I'm considering a Roth IRA or a traditional IRA, which would be better? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it really depends. And this is where it comes back to just being able to work with a, a trusted you know, partner. Again, when we talk about some of the advantages of a traditional IRA, right, that money is going to grow tax deferred. Uh, it doesn't grow pre-tax like a traditional 401k does. That money right. comes out before you ever get your paycheck. When you contribute to a traditional IRA, you've essentially received that money, but then you're going to put it and let it grow tax deferred, and you're still going to have taxes on that money later on down the road. So again, the the best starting places if you're looking for a tax referral yep. uh, it's going to be to start with a 401k but then from there you've got the I, the Roth IRA and if you're really looking for a way to say hey I'd rather go ahead and pay taxes now and then not have to pay taxes in the future then that's the better strategy for you so yep and I know too uh, I remember when I first started working had my first you know salary position had a 401k had my you know my Roth IRA that I just opened up you know I remember asking myself the question I was like man I wonder can I, can I contribute to like my 401k and my Roth IRA? Yeah. And the short answer is yes. Yeah. Yes, you can. You can max out your 401k and you can max out your Roth IRA. Yep. Again, falling within those specific provisions, the phase out income or the income phase out limits. Right. That's just the thing you want to pay attention to. And so, um, you know, I think for a lot of people, if you're already working with a CPA and accountant, they're probably going to help you, you know, keep that in line. Same thing if you're working with an advisor. If you are the type of person who's a do-it-yourselfer uh, and you're, you know, contributing to a 401k, thinking about doing a Roth, just make sure that you know and understand. Check the IRS limits and guidelines to make sure you know and understand what those limits are and how they change year over year. And not only check the limits and guidelines, but also keep tabs on your income yep. when and how that changes. So the last piece, you know, if I'm, if I'm a listener right now and I'm like, all right, you know, Roth IRA sounds like it's a pretty powerful tool. You know, it's got the long-term uh, tax for growth. And then, you know, once I hit, you know, age 59 and a half and I've owned it for five years, I can pull money out tax-free. You know, my contributions to go in tax, you know, after tax, I can pull those out tax-free. Like there just seems to be a lot of benefits to this, but I don't have a lot to start with. What's the minimum amount somebody could start with to open up a Roth? Yeah, so there's no minimum on the specific Roth IRA in and of itself. Where you'll find minimums is um, depending on the financial um, institution or custodian that you use. You know, there may be, you know, some institutions that, you know, have certain account or household minimums or whatever. So you just want to check with that. But again, if you're most places out there, you ask that question and they're probably, you know, if they are, if they allow you to do a Roth, most of them are going to say, Hey, look, you can start with whatever minimum, or maybe they want you to do like a, you know, $50 starting point, you know, $250 starting point. I've seen a number of different things really kind of just depending on the financial uh, institution, but that is not specifically an IRS requirement. Yeah. Yep. 
Well, man, this has been a packed episode full of good details. Ben, is there anything else that we should wrap up with or are we good to go? Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yes. Happy, happy thing. I thought you were about to drop a nugget. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh man, I'm waiting. Like I, I was on the edge of my seat. You can tell where my mind is, folks. Hey, it's, <laughs> it's. I can't wait to get together with family and and hopefully a few friends over the Thanksgiving holidays and and you know catch up with people I hadn't seen in a while. So what about Absolutely, you? Absolutely, man. Yeah, no, it's it's the same same way for us. I mean, I just have my family up here and man, just so thankful to be be able to be around family during this season. I mean, holiday season is always busy, but it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And, you know, especially coming through the pandemic. And, you know, I know we're still kind of in the thick of it and in the middle of it, but just thankful for all that, you know, the Lord has done yeah. throughout this whole time. Yeah. He's, he's been faithful. So Yeah, it's, it's been a good year. And, and for our listeners out there, you know, if you've got things, topics of conversation you want to hear about or you'd love to hear more about, yep. drop us a line. Like, we'd love to get your thoughts, comments, and feedback. We did the podcast episode. I think the very last one that we did was talking about, um, you know, what to do with uh, former money at a, at a former employer. And we had tons of response, tons of listenership, you know, coming back on that one. So, yep. again, we love your feedback. We act off of that. Uh, so send us a line. Also, feel free to to, to share the podcast episodes yep. with your friends, comment, or with friends, family member, whoever. So, yeah. Thank you all for tuning in today. We appreciate all of our listeners. We hope you have a fantastic or have had a fantastic Thanksgiving. I know by the time this episode comes out, it'll already be post Thanksgiving. But have a great holiday season, and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Financial Edge Podcast.